Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today it's the WNR four seven eight. It's NXT update and battleground. But I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is Monty. How's it going, Monty man? Oh man, it's going great. It's going great. It's been a while, you know. Like you mentioned, the the beautiful arrival of my daughter took me away from being able to do these duties as, as, as often as I would like. So I'm really, really amped up to get into it because it's been a while, man. Like you said, I, I have my actual baby to check on, but I, I have not forgotten about <laughs> my first baby, which was uh, NXT. <laughs> Where have you been? Where have you been? I've been looking up. <laughs> to be fair, Molly, the reason I chuckled in your intro as well is the fact I think a lot of people themselves when I did NXT update last month by myself and they thought, James, you've done it again. So I think the relief <laughs> from the listener to hear your dulcet tones, uh, I think is a very welcome thing, Monty, you know? Well, I, 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 now this is one of those things. I, I'm happy that people were ready to give you hell about it. Like, if you, I'm glad that you're getting 100% of the blame. Like, Monty couldn't have done anything wrong <laughs> to get taken off the show. <laughs> I love that uh, thought process, but no, everything is fine. You know, had to had to handle personal business, but yes, I am back to, uh, like you said, our special little bundle of joy. So uh, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing's wrong. I promise you guys, you have not screwed it up yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen punked him. There's no heat. There's I haven't no comments. Oh, I promise you, everything is a okay, and it should be a good one today because we only got two episodes of NXT. And of course, battleground to catch up with. So we'll start with nice. May third, which is the NXT Women's Title Tournament starts us off with Cora Jade versus Lyra Valkyrie. A Valkyrie struggled to keep her nerves in check throughout this match, but still managed to shock Cora Jade. She caught with a surprise roundhouse kick to seal an upset victory. After the generation of Jade attacked with a baseball bat, screaming that the NXT Women's Championship was her. I mean, what sore loser? But I wouldn't, again, with this matchup with Valkyrie winning, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have even, because obviously we knew her from NXT UK days. Uh, and it's right. a surprise for me that she actually made it to the final, you know? Yeah, you know, again, I think we both saw flashes of just how great she can be and like flashes of that talent that we've seen in NXT UK before her injury and all of that. And then, you know, to see her now so far, I think, like the only thing I would even say about uh, Lyra as a problem is like con- not necessarily connecting with the audience, but it's just the character. And if you want to say she has to work on anything, it would be that type of presence and like you know, and like you said, connecting with the audience. But as far as the in ring work, as far as the skill level, we know she has what it takes. And I guess, like you said, the thing is, is like uh, I was definitely surprised that she was able to pull off the victory against Cora J because you even like like she mentioned, she's a sore loser, but she's not necessarily wrong coming into it. You would assume that now is finally time for someone like Cora J to to step to the forefront, you know, especially as a heel. You know, we've seen her come close when she was a baby face at times. And, you know, it uh, seemed like she would be the one that kind of, I guess you could say Roxanne kind of took that spot that we kind of thought was made for her for a period of time. And so it's definitely kind of shocking to see her lose here. Uh, but again, like you mentioned, since I am familiar with just how good uh, Lyra can be, 
I believe it, it it was it worked out from you know in my opinion because like you said we know what she can bring to the table if you give her the time and now I just think it's time for her to prove it to a uh, the fresher audience when it comes to the NXT uh you know crowd yeah I agree and if the generation of Jade is now then it's not been very successful I will say yeah uh, she's having <laughs> a rough go <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well we're talking about having a rough go Axiom was squashed by Dabo Kato oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Scripps I was disappointed by this. And Scripps making a save. You're going, Axiom was over. Don't fuck it up now. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. I 100% agree. Like, they were, on, they were on such a good role when they were giving they just straight-up competitive matches and involving him with, you know, it doesn't always have to be NXT UK guys, but, you know, that's his strong suit, his wrestling. And then putting him in a two-minute squash so you can just put over the big fella who, I mean, I guess it, I guess it's fine, you know, but yeah, and then having scripts, like, think about this. Look who's making the save here. I think I would have preferred if it was the other way around. You know, scripts yeah. getting killed and Axiom feeling pity or something. <laughs> well, it's just, speaking about getting killed, though, we'll move on to Dragunov attacking Dijak on his way to the arena. And Monty, I did warn everybody <laughs> last month that Dijak was pissing <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in against the wrong tree, so to speak, uh, yeah. to, to do this. Uh, the Tsar explained later he gave Dijak a taste of pain that hard justice already inflicts upon him. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Dijak House of Torture with Ilya Dragunov <laughs> quite happily just being tortured in that fucking weird place <laughs> a few weeks ago? That, I just I don't know if I really liked it or it was just the strangest thing. It's, it's definitely strange, you know. I think someone who's booking maybe, uh, you know, not not what you dragging off. Also, maybe you know, like you said, a little masochism might have some masochism going on here uh, <laughs> with like how much they enjoy putting them in these situations. But you know, like you said, he's definitely barking up the wrong tree. You know, I think Dijak so far has prided himself. You know, he's not he's not gonna he's not winning, so he's definitely trying to punish people or, or put people through amount of pain. And like you said, when you're doing this to a guy like Dragonoff, and you uh you know, it's like you know what, it almost would have fit better if he was still feud, uh, feuding with J D. And I know JD's on mm-hmm. to, to greener, you know, greener or raw redder pastures to be uh you know, uh clever there, but you know, I know he's moving on, but it almost would have fit more with the kind of uh, you know, thing that he has going on with you know the kind of sadistic he loves torturing people it makes sense from from that character standpoint but uh like you said i I understood what they were trying to do is just the thing is like you we already know from nxt uk Dragonoff has an unlimited threshold when it comes to to pain it just is i don't think it's anything that he can't push himself through so Yeah, like you said, he's barking up the wrong tree. The thing is, though, about it is, yeah, the the problem is I understand him trying to, you know, get this character across to, you know, an audience that's maybe not seen Ilya Dragunov a lot. But just replay the match with Volta. And I know it'll probably, you know, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Just show show us what he can do. Uh, And again, it's crazy how NXT is turned into NXT UK or, you know, part of it. Because we see Gallus, mm-hmm. of course, see tag team champions mocking the family and the Creed brothers. Julius and Brutus Creed arrive, starting a brawl, and Channon stacks the render arrive to even the odds. Where's Tony D? Well, of course, he's in the interrogation room with the footage available to us, which, you know, was good. 
he was later officially arrested and read his rights. Rightly so. He they did murder Pretty Deadly two weeks ago. Can we? Can we... Oh, yeah. Can we... yeah, that's true. Sleeping <laughs> with the fish. Yeah. Please. Uh, backstage, Stacks offered assistance to the cruiser background, but they refused due to him being a dick. Uh, and in the in the battle of New Japan Strong versus NXT UK. NXT UK one boy, uh, Taylor Tyler Bate beating Eddie Thorpe. Does it hurt, Monty? Does it hurt that our boys a beat bit. you? Just, just a small bit. <laughs> just a small bit, baby. Just a small bit. You know, uh, I don't, I don't take it too personal because you know I, we obviously see Eddie is building on something. I think Tyler is definitely closer to like a finished product at this point. But yeah, you know. It's a, a little bit of that New Japan pride was here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the first time NXT UK won anything in like <laughs> in a singles match. But Joe Gacy wouldn't let him celebrate too long. He struck afterwards, laying out both men and held up the NXT North American Championship. We then have Noah Dar versus um, uh, versus Nathan Fraser. I mean, I've got no problem Fraser winning. But really, did it have to be at Dar's expense? I mean, I know Dragon yeah. distracted him, but I thought Dar deserved just a little bit more. <laughs> I, just... I agree. You know, I think and Dar is awesome, especially with playing the other man uh, in the in this role. Uh, you know, he does a really good job, and it was a really cool TV match, like you mentioned. And I think I don't have a problem with it because I know that it seemed like the obvious point of this match was to let Fraser shine a little bit more. But I hundred percent. Uh, agree with you, you know, uh, unless you're really familiar with Noam Dar, you know, uh, he probably didn't get a chance to showcase as much as you would like, especially heading into uh, a big match, you know, uh, you know, setting up stuff with Dragon Lee that we're going to see. So it's just like, I think it definitely accomplished the goal of putting over Frazier uh, and all of that. But yeah, like you said, you want a little bit more, maybe a little bit more, you know, offense, a little bit more of a showcase, maybe even, you know, a cheat, cheat to get the victory, like still have Nathan Frazier do everything he did in this match. But, you know, knowing him, I'll smart him in the end. Like, I don't think Frazier would lose anything now. But, you know, you, you take what you can get. It was still a really good match. Yeah, Frazier's another weird dude at this moment. He's got his hard hitting truths that he's been doing. But again, there's no doubt in the in-ring work, it's just this character right. at the moment. They've just not... Characters. Yeah, they've not really mm-hmm. found it yet with him. Um, I wonder why we got on so well, Monty, and I'll let everybody in on a little secret. It's because before Monty joined the pod about three years ago, we had a wrestling match. Uh, and you find once two people have a wrestling <laughs> match, they kind of get on a little bit. You just grow closer yeah. somehow. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Uh, but uh, again, I'm not going to. It's a bit like Rocky Free ending. I'm not going to tell you who won between the two of us. Uh, but <laughs> history did repeat itself as our boy Hank beat Tank. They came out Tank. together, which popped me. And I know I shouldn't like these two, but I do, and I don't know why. You know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> That's a great explanation. That's a great explanation. Because I'm about to ask you, like, what? Re- give me one reason. <laughs> He's like, no, I, I got nothing, but I like them. <laughs> Well, Hank and Bra- Tank. <laughs> yeah, Hank and Tank, though, did get speared by Brom Breaker, and he told the champion he would see him Sunday. Melo enjoyed time in his hometown ahead of his match with Breaker. Uh, JC James, GG Dolan from the crowd until the two agreed to a weaponized steel cage match for next week's show. Okay, maybe could have been like if there's only there was like a takeover coming up. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
then, and I don't know when this happened. Luca Crucifino. I mean, I I thought I was yeah. tripping, and I thought I put on superstars <laughs> from nineteen ninety two because like, <laughs> what is this character? I mean, it, it works so well. It actually got Von <laughs> Wagner over. Like yeah. it was the crowd. What happened? Von Wagner powerbombed his opponent on the announce table. The crowd was chanting, "Von's gonna kill you!" And Wagner, yeah. did it? Did it? All it needed was a raw appearance, Monty. That's all it took. <laughs> look, look! It's amazing what it takes to finally get a reaction. I just... Like they tried everything that they could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And this is what it took. Luca uh, Crucifino or Crucifino. I don't again. Yeah. I just I don't know it what was... I think I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Me neither. I have no clue. Well uh, WWE think... names though. WWE names. If there's one thing that'll, that'll that'll continue. It's a narrative that will never end, no matter who's booking. WWE names. <laughs> We're laughing, and this time next year we'll be Wagner versus Luca for the NXT title. For the GS, we know. world champion. You're 100%. <laughs> uh, Luca squashes Melo in like two minutes. <laughs> doesn't even take the half a suit off. Uh, the NXT <laughs> women's title tournament uh, was Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton in the main event. Tiffany Stratton reversed the Pop Rocks, sending Perez throat first to the top rope. The center universe followed with a rolling fireman's carry and the prettiest moonsault ever to win. And I'll tell you something, this was really enjoyable. And Tiffany beat her clean and managed mm-hmm. to hang with rocks. I mean, what about that for a fucking, you know, there you go, girl. Man, her improvement is just like, it's amazing to see. Like, I, you hear about them talking about people in the performance center or people who just is, just improve. But this, this is like one of those times where you could just watch it on a week-to-week basis within her matches and all, the way she puts things together, the improvement is just unbelievably, uh, you know, just great. And like you said, when you beat someone like Roxanne, who, who who's already a champion, someone who accomplished what she's accomplished so far in her career, you know, uh, again, you would look at that and you could see that these two girls are definitely people that you need, you can build around going forward in the future of the women's division. Uh, and they, and I think they're going to be rivals for a while. I think we may have a, a, a nice Trish and Lita going on here, or you know, you know, Charlotte, Sasha, however you want to mix it up. I think this this is that for this new era, and I think Tiffany is only just improving. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think, like you said, you can just see it in this match, just how good that she has gotten. And uh, like you said, a very, very strong victory. And I told you about the the breakout uh, tournament. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these They had a final. I think they were in the breakout final last year, you know? Mm. And so to look at where they were then and then to see how smooth and how, how you know, just the, how well-paced this match was and just how good Tiffany looked here, it's just beautiful, really, to think about the improvement, really, of both girls. But Tiffany, in my opinion, like gimmick-wise, uh, look why she the confidence is becoming there. You think I think you can see it now that she's even she even realizes that she is really really good. And I think uh, yeah, this was a great example of you know coming out of the tournament. This was a this was tough to me going into it. I really was this was going to shape where I thought you know this tournament was going to go because you know if Roxanne wins here, 
you know, you even though we had uh, Lira pull off the upset earlier, it's still, you know, Roxanne versus Lira still was a possibility in my mind. So to see Tiffany do what she did here and, like you said, clean, and it wasn't like a mess of a match, uh, I, I was really impressed. Yeah, like you said, it, there's ways to go about certain victories and there's ways to kind of make statements. And I think this was a statement, like I said, these two women... Uh, are going to be, like I said, with NXT in, in in the rough, there's always a few diamonds, and you can see it definitely there. Stratton and Valkyrie stared each other down. A master attacker ambushed the prodigy in the background. And then the show ended with Jack and Dragunov brawling before signing the contract. Can everybody have a contract signing like this, please? Because, uh, you know, for me... With dragging off the elbow down off the stairs is, is good enough, you know. And I tell you something else, Monty, and I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong here, but Aia might mm-hmm. be the only wrestler aside from the Undertaker who could stick out his tongue and is cool and intimidating and actually scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good. Uh... You know, before before they ruined the mystique, I think when the, when Finn was in demon pain, he had a good one. But yes, I, I agree. Um, Dragon off is the, does does not lose anything. And I, again, it's like I say, it's the nonstop intensity. He brings an energy to everything he does that is just unmatched. Like I I I can't think of anyone who, in my opinion, in wrestling, who could just like who has that presence to where it's like. He feels like he's 100% amped up every segment. It doesn't matter if it's a promo, a sit-down interview, he seems amped up, <laughs> contract side. It doesn't matter what they have going on. He's bringing the, the highest amount of energy possible. Without a shadow of it out. So let's get to it then. So May 28th, NXT Battleground in Lowell, Massachusetts. In the kickoff, we had the stu- oh, sorry, in the studio for the kickoff they couldn't be bothered to be there, was Megan Morant, who has started doing this recently, because I was like, who? Matt Camp and Sam Roberts. NXT stars walked around Fenway Park. Red sucks. Let's not forget about that. Uh, (laughs) I don't know a lot about baseball, but I know that. Uh, Now I'm trying to persuade Aura Mensa to be in his corner. He's run that time. Give Shah a call. Come on! At this point, you need. Yes. <laughs> like, I know only us two would have popped, but it'd have been worth it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would have definitely, especially to us. I know I, I can't speak for everyone else, but this is worth it to us. The thing is, as well. You know? And Shah, if you're listening, I know he's a fan of the podcast. Please close your ears because I even tried to download. Uh, like Charles Samuels on 2K23. There's no creations of him. No one. Oh. I might be the only person to try and create Charles Samuels. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are we the only two people who even remember he exists? <laughs> Nina Samuels was there, and I was like, "How did she get on there?" <laughs> but Charlton again. Nina, big big fan. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. another, by the way, another thing too is it, it was so weird uh, seeing Oro in this role <laughs> because you know I'm thinking I'm still thinking about Oliver. I, th- I know this is not Oliver Carter anymore, but I'm still thinking about you know that 
that gutsy baby face he was, and just to watch him transform into a slime ball in Battleground was great. Ashton Smith's going, what the fuck? Ashton Smith and Charles Samuels are watching this together and saying we are in the wrong place. That's, that's what's happening. I'm so pleased I remembered Ashton Smith as well. That's one for the long-term listeners. Right. On to the main show, and Sean Grande of the Boston Celtics, excuse me, narrates the opening video hyping the history of WWE in Massachusetts and the return of the hometown boy NXT champ Carmelo Hayes. We've got Vic Joseph and Booker T, of course, on commentary, and we start off with the NXT North American Championship, Wesley versus Tyler Bate versus Joe Gacy. No surprise, the triple threat was non-stop from the opening bell and all three men brought their best to the table. They also did very well incorporating the story into the action. Gacy was a motivated opportunist. Bate was the athletic standout. Of course, once more, the survivor. Bate did an airplane spin on Gacy while giving Lee a giant swing at the same time. I did worry Tyler Bate was going to shit himself at that point. (laughs) There was... (laughs) (laughs) The strain was very real. Um, Gacy locked Lee in the rings of Saturn. It took multiple punches from Bate to get Gacy to break it. Gacy then sent Bate to the mat and locked him in the rings. Bate almost worked together with Gacy, but Lee ducked the rebound, caused them to collide and hit both with cardiac kicks for a pair near falls. Wesley sealed it by jumping over Gacy to the outside to clear out Bate for countering the upside down with a cardiac kick on Gacy to win. Okay, take a breath. Monty, what did you think of that opener? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this was this match was, like you said, an awesome opener. You know, everyone in this match seemed very, very hungry to set that tone, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was smooth, you know. I, I didn't have a, a problem uh, with a lot in this match. I think maybe if you want to say anything was wrong or anything that caught your eye was maybe at times you, you would think Gacy – didn't really fit or like at times you would watch this and be like, I, I would love to just watch Wes and Tyler for like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Gacy did not take away from it. I think he definitely had his moments where he fit right in. And uh, I think, again, I think everyone was able to do uh, what they meant to do. And uh, also Gacy took the pin. So, it, you know, bait is protected here, which was cool for me, which means he could possibly, we could possibly get, a one-on-one encounter, maybe for this belt, because you know I don't know I don't know exactly what they want to do with Bate going forward, but you know any title picture Tyler Bate is in is better for it because Tyler Bate is in it, and uh, you know again I, I I have no problem man it was clean for the most part and Wesley is just on the the run of a lifetime you know top quality title matches and still finding a way to win so I, I'm really loving this North American title run for him. Yeah, and like you said, with the Tyler Bate thing, and Wesley, again, it is a joy to watch. And it's like, why do we like these guys so much? And then we're watching, and it's the little things they do, and and it's like, that's why we like it. I do it with Tyler Bate near enough every fucking match, where I go, oh, what the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I like Tyler, right. I don't know why. Watch the match, oh, yeah, I love him, you know, like this this kind of mm-hmm. thing. And Gacy, to his credit, did hang with uh, two great talents, uh, you know. Exactly. The arena was half full, but still a good atmosphere, you know, because WWE did it mm-hmm. well to cut the top off. I will ignore the we want tables chance from the crowd. Fuck that. But yeah. the crowd did get into it, 
and again, Wesley talk about North American title run. Uh, he's, I think he's had the most defences. It may be the longest at this point in time. And for right. definitely the past three or four, Wesley has opened the show and has had such a great response from the crowd and kind of has built it up. I will say Wesley's run is as good because when I think like peak North American title, put if it's like Keith Lee, you know, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, I think Wesley sits alongside there and maybe even surpass it. I don't know what you think. Say so, so the last word, you broke up. I about to say, Wesley's start reign is on the same level as the kind of the greats. Johnny Gagano. Oh, Keith yeah. Lee, you know. Oh, no question. No question. No question. No question. I think you can put him right up there, like you said, with the uh, with the Gargano, the Keith Lee, definitely what Carmelo was able to do because Carmelo's run was really impressive, especially with match uh, quality. And all of that. So, like, yeah, man, he's definitely in that. I don't. I probably could say top five already. North American title runs. Like, it's really been really good. And he looks. That what I like the most about it is how consistently strong he's looked. He's looked very strong. Like he's not. He's not getting by by the skin of his teeth. Mm. He's taking on all comers, and he seems to be beating them for the most part definitively every time. Yeah, I think without a shadow of doubt. And as for Gacy. I mean, I did mention a few months back that it might have been better working than Bray. I can confirm he's a much better worker than uh, Gallows. So I'm just moving him up a little bit at this moment in time. So hopefully uh, we'll see how far we can get. Uh, out of five for the opener, Monty, what did you score it? I think I gave this four and a quarter. Uh, I gave it four and a half. But you know what I'm like. I'm just takeovers. I know the not takeovers <laughs> premium event, but come on. What a way to start right. the show. Uh, predictions. So after Night of Champions, um, it was a setback for me. Us experts here now for NXT are looking to win this one. All right. right. I mean, I've said to everyone, we needs at least one out of three. You know, so Battleground, Night of Champions, double or nothing. People need one out of three. That's all we need. So predictions for after night champions before double or nothing and battleground. W prediction league. I'm on three. Uh, Monty's on two. Gina on two. Jaxie on one. Bonus league. Jaxie on nine. Gina on eleven. Monty on twelve. I'm on fourteen. And AW with Gina Jackson zero. James and Monty on one. We all went Wesley to start. Of course, Gina and Jaxie are Jonas predictions. So we're all on one now. As we head into our second match now, Dar versus Dragon Lee for the Heritage Cup. As a reminder, this match is being contested under British round rules. Monty, how weird was it to see, out of everything from NXT UK, the Heritage Cup and the, the round rules coming over to America, you know? It was weird. I My thing is, I think as a fan, and I saw some differing opinions online, some people thought the thought, thought the whole the, the rules format took away from the good action. I I absolutely love the format. So you know some Americans might not understand or think it messes up pacing, and that's fine. That's that's their prerogative. I'm you know me. I really love this sprint and like the way the stories are being told. Noam Dar is also as Cup champion. I basically fell in love with the way he put these matches together. So. As weird as it was to see it not in NXT UK, it was also kind of like one of those special things because I was like, you know, as a this is like we talk about our point of view as 
longtime NXT fans, but this is all this is me now, my point of view as an NXT UK fan. It's great to see that because I was like when he was absent and the, the trophy, everything was gone. I was really, really worried that if he can't if I was one, I was worried was he gonna come back and then two, once he once I figured he would, I was like, would he even would the cup even matter anymore? And it's, I think it's kind of cool to give him that, uh, especially because he found such a great knack with it. It's nice that someone else, like obviously someone creative, enjoyed what he did in NXT UK with it. So I think I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity to, to to bring new eyes to the format, even if some of them may not understand it or get it at first. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And if anybody can make it work, it is Noam Dar, you know. And I think we saw in this matchup. So let's get going. Of course, got six rounds of action. Uh, round, round one. See if I remember how to do this. Round one, they begin with exchange of kicks and chain wrestling. At least a Dar on top with an armbar. Uh, Dar wrenches the arm across his shoulder, transition to legs. Noble to tie Lee up. After a series of kick attempts, Lee gets the better of Dar and ends the round with a drop kick through the ropes. Uh, and of course, Vic tells us, like, look, stop the momentum now. Uh, and we've got a little break, you know, for the second round. Or Mensa, I guess, didn't need that much persuading. Uh, to come down to actually support, <laughs> <laughs> just ask him three times. Apparently, like what else was he doing? <laughs> yeah. He's been in catering for months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be on a premium live event? Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> round two, Lee picks up with a flying hurricane runner and a boot to the corner. Now as a series of strikes and a missile drop kick for a two count, but a back elbow by Dar allows him to tie Lee up for the pin, which again, quite surprising Nam Dar got the first victory here. Uh, round three, Lee starts round three with strikes, up to the second rope, but Dar kicks him off. Dar pummels Lee with forearms and poses for the crowd. Superkick by Lee stuns Dar, who gets to the outside. Frankensteiner to the outside, and a suicide dive flattened Dar. Big knee by Lee, but he can't score the pin. Lee pummels Dar, but is unable to finish him. As the round ends, and then Dar with a back elbow after the bell going, Murph, I didn't hear you. I, didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. man, I love it. Dar hits a big <laughs> kick if we start round four on a sliding lariat. Learns him a two. Lee with an inside cradle, but eats a kick for his trouble. Lee battling back wraps up a Texas Cloverleaf, but Mensa pushes the ropes to Dar. This is the turn now, isn't it? You see with Rory going, oh, look, you're getting more and more into this. Uh, spinning death yeah. drop by Lee ties us at two. I thought Dragon Lee's pin was just kind of, not out of nowhere, but it was just like, that That got the free, did it? All right, okay, no, that's fine. That's fine, <laughs> not, not an issue. Mens- yeah, it was definitely a flash type of pin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mensa and Nathan Fraser continue to get physical with each other and get ejected. Uh, round five, Lee goes for another Frankensteiner to the outside, but gets powerbombed on the arena floor. That looked Awful nasty. <laughs> man, that looks so bad. Like it no no protection, man. He took it directly. And it was just whew. it was a it was a one of those spots you, you have to react to like you're in the match. Like I just like ah like I was like this. <laughs> yeah. Like whoo. Will he get back up? Yeah, well he rolls him back in but gets a two, kicks to the chest of Lee, and the charge is met with a German suplex, a big set out power bomb. And then Jakira Jackson comes down to distract the ref. Me neither. But then you see her. You see Lash Legend uh-uh. diving, yes. running through the crowd. No one will miss a spot. 
grabs hold of that spit bucket and hits Lee in the ribs. Uh, Nova <laughs> Roller by Noam Dar and still your Heritage Cup champion. I mean, fuck me with the Lash Legend, you know. Uh, what, what, what a weird group. Uh, anyway, let's talk. First, what are your thoughts about the match? Onto this kind of acid trip group that Dar's got. Right. <laughs> you would think they have nothing in common, but trust me, uh, it's surprised, they surprisingly do. But anyway, <laughs> uh, like you said, the match itself, this is like you said, Noam Dar in his element. And what I liked about it was just how smart this match was. And that's what I always seem to marvel at when I watch him in the Harris's Cup. He just seems to be so much smarter than most of his opponents. And the reason why I say that is because this is the first time. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. You have to tell me if you have, like, maybe with Nathan and A-Kid in the match, it was you had kind of like that style. But this is the first time you ever get to see really see a Lucha Libre type of a legit lucha style in this format. And I think some of those high risk maneuvers, like that power, like the way he got that power bomb to the floor was him taking a chance. And that doesn't really suit that the, you know, this match with the time limit and all that type of stuff, especially when they come back to bite you like it did multiple times. Like, of course he got screwed, but I did love that sometimes, yes, it worked out for him. It paid off, but it was also moments in the match where, some of that 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 type of offense did not work well when you really think about the format that they were in. And Noam Dar just took advantage, you know, taking advantage of the bell, you know, do, doing every all the little slick stuff, slick stuff, having Oro there to be the the basically the stand-in Shaw Samuels because he definitely had moments where he saved Noam's butt. So in a similar vein, so I definitely miss Shaw in that vein. But I, it was cool to have someone there, and I also didn't mind. You know, uh, this didn't really happen much. Like, I, that's one thing about NXT UK. When when Noam would have Shaw, you know, doing stuff, the other corner man didn't didn't just immediately go whoop his ass. <laughs> so I did kind of love, I did love Nathan saying, "Nah, screw this, Oro. We got to get you out of here. I'd rather us both get kicked out than you keep doing this." So I didn't, I did kind of love that. But yeah, it was really the, the finish. Maybe the only thing I probably didn't too much care for. But at the same time, I didn't mind it because I'm at, when it comes to Noam Dark, I was expecting a screwy finish, especially especially if he was going to retain. I knew he was going to have to get an advantage somewhere. And once Oro was kicked out, I didn't know where it would come from. And look, <laughs> you know, as much of stuff as I talked about Last Legend over the years, I, I was actually very thankful. This is the, the first moment so far of Last Legend's career where I jumped and was very happy to see her. <laughs> well, the thing is, I wasn't obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing that actually popped me, made me laugh, was Lash picking him up to celebrate. Yes, <laughs> like, I, it. I, I loved it. I love it. Yes, I love it. I don't know why. I agree. Dar, 100%. Like you give Noam Dar whatever you you know whatever throw whatever you want at him, and he turns it into gold. You know, it's like, just like Alicia Fox yeah. when he was a cruiserweight man. It's just like it doesn't matter, man. Like it do, even if it doesn't make sense, Noam. Give him time. He'll make it work. It's like, you know, it's so weird. I mean, Nathan Fraser sucking up to Dragon Lee. It's something that we're going to have to look at. And again, <laughs> Dragon Lee at this moment in time, especially when, you know, you could have maybe have it tied and the champion retained. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. We all need to get used to the Heritage Cup. 
in NXT. Not all matches mm-hmm. will be this overbooked, but Dar looked great. Right. Uh, and and the thing I loved about Dar is the transition is Dragon Lee going for like a strike and uh, Dar catching the arm and actually turning it into a kind of wrestling match. Because a lot of people, right. Dar, like we said, is a great character, uh, but I think people forget just how good a wrestler he is sometimes right know? it's because it's not flashy i believe yeah. i think he since he's a smaller guy and it's not necessarily the flashiest don't take it a lot of people don't take into account if they if they've been watching taking into account just how psychologically sound he, his matches are like that's what i love the most about him because he does little things that's just like you said like catching the arm he's just a genius to me with the way he puts things together and the way his matches go together and i think that's why i believe if everyone just be patient Give it time, you will all fall in love with this format and know him dark. Like that's just, that's what happened to me. Just sit back and get get a get a grip on how the rules work. We're gonna have to have a couple of more of them so people can understand how this goes. And then I, I promise, like you said, it'll just be magic because Noam Dar is very good at his job. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Uh, out of five, what would you score this matchup? Uh, I was really into it. Uh, I would say I want, like I said, I have to. It definitely was overbooked. I cannot, <laughs> I can't act like it wasn't. Uh, so I'll probably give it about the same I gave the first match. Four and a quarter is where I ended up. At. Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter as well. How great we've seen uh, Tyler Bate in the opening matchup. We just had a Heritage Cup match, uh, and we've still got any <laughs> Dragon off to come as well. <laughs> Predictions though for this, we all went Noam Dar. Apart from Gina. So Gina is on one. The rest are on two. And here we go. Last man standing. It is Leah Dragunov versus Dijak. On his way to the ring, Dijak told a father, wife and daughter out of the arena because they don't need to see this. I mean, <laughs> again, it may be cheesy to some, but when you buy into it, Dijak's pretty fucking cool as well. <laughs> you know, like... Yes. Yes, he just, again, like I said, as long as he stopped talking like Terminator and he just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, defeat you. Just let them, <laughs> like, if, as long as you shut him up and just let him go out there and do his thing and keep the story simple, he is he is unbelievably great. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> a slugfest ensues before Dijak gets the upper hand. The exchange of chops and clotheslines by Dijak. Dragunov gets knocked to the outside, and Dijak grabs the steps and just tosses him into the ring. Back outside, <laughs> Dragunov takes charge. He dives off the other steel step and flies right into the boot of Dijak. Now, <laughs> we saw this replay so many times. And again, this is just unbelievable. Dijak with a suplex on the stairs. And now we see tables as the crowd goes well. We're not even two minutes into this matchup, right? <laughs> and a mistake by Dijak as Ia does what Dragonoff does and cannibals himself through the table and into Dijak. <laughs> I mean, like, already, this is the greatest match of all time, Monty, isn't it? Like, yes, you're looking at it like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> like, is this wrestling still? Like, they, they are trying to, like, they are going hard at this point. And like you said, not even five minutes into the match. It's not, but it's even like, you know, and again, it's like the forearm strikes to the back were harder than it seemed yeah. like barbed wire baseball bats. And we're going to get more onto that. But Elia drags uh, germs himself into the stairs, which again, to go back <laughs> with all that 
momentum is unbelievable. Dijak uh, for slam, but gets DDT'd onto the steps as both Ben is down. He is up at five, kicks to the corner, and I, when I say hurl, he hurls the steps into Dijak's face. Like, there is, there is no pretending. He <laughs> uh, goes up top and goes coast to coast, imprinting the steps into Dijak's face. But somehow, Dijak is up at nine. We get an overhead deadlift release German to Dijak. The man just won't die. It's proven he's landed on his neck and he doesn't. He chokeslams Dragunov onto the apron. He is back up and gets dragged back into the ring for a feast your eyes. Dijak pulls out a kendo (laughs) stick uh, and (laughs) he says to to Dragunov, do you feel alive as he hits him? With a kendo stick over and over again in the oh, turns and goes, not even close. Like, man, come on, take my money. I've paid for it, but please take more of my money. And the thing is, the crowd were going like, one more time, one more time with a kendo stick. They weren't after the fourth or fifth one. <laughs> wait, wait. Stop. Yeah. Please stop. stop they want the third Please stop. Please stop. You're uh, just like, just against the second rope back, chin bleeding, just, you know, Dijak decides to get uh, all weapons in with a chair. And the shot to the back. And even a shot to the back. How many times have we seen a shot to the back? And yet this was like a gunshot. Uh, the hardest one ever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dijak just keeps giving it. He charges in, but he's met with a leaping forearm. He sets up the stairs and leaps off with a super <laughs> torpedo Moscow on the back of Dijak, driving in face first into the chair and getting the cap. <laughs> The last 10 minutes, maybe in five minutes, maybe the whole match, was like Reservoir yeah. Dogs or Pulp Fiction. This <laughs> was pure cinema. And Ear Dragunov, I can happily say, has arrived in NXT, and this is why we love him. Yes, I 100% agree. What a brutal fucking match this was, man. It was so brutal. Like, at times, you're just looking at this and like, wow, this is this is almost like, it made me wonder, like, this is... I've seen death matches that didn't go this hard. <laughs> that didn't seem like they went this hard. Like, this, they were just, like you said, I think they mutually agreed before this match, we're not pulling anything back. So just bear with me tonight. I'm going to hit you as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> and I think they went out there, they delivered. Dijak looks like a, a monster in this match. You know, same thing with Dragunov. Like, they both came out the better just because of how brutal this was like it's so good to see uh you know again I, like you said dragon off definitely has arrived i think we, we I, I could just talk forever with just how good he is and i think matches like this we talked about it before you know tyler bay is one of those guys also smaller guy but you put him with a big guy he just you just magic mm. dragon off is definitely right there on that list which is if you it doesn't but really it doesn't matter who you put him in but if you put him in there with a bigger guy who, who can do a lot of damage, he just makes magic. Like you said, it's just, it's purely cinema. I think for a long time, my fav- one of my favorite matches in NXT history uh, was, uh, I think it was the, I, I want to say it's one of the only women's last women standing, which is, I think, Oscar and Nikki Cross, right? I, I really loved that match back in the day. And I think this is definitely usurped it. Probably the greatest last man standing match in NXT history. And you can put it up there against 
any of the any of the last man standing matches you can think of. Like even like uh, I'm thinking like uh, what is Foley and Triple H wasn't that last man standing? That I'm is, thinking like didn't they have one? This or, is what I'm or thinking, was it Foley but, and Rock? It's no, Rock anyway. Mankind. Literally, my yes, first. Yes, I know they had one. My first Rumble Brutal. was watching Mankind getting hit oh. eleven times with a chair. Eleven times, you know? unprotected. And, <laughs> and the thing is, as well about this, which I think is amazing, is. When you think about other last man standing or even kind of, you know, a hardcore matches that we've seen in Street AW fights, yeah. or elsewhere, right. you know, it's it's the use of tables, a, a barbed wire of, uh, you know, um, thumbtacks you know, and glass yeah. and all this stuff. These guys used a chair, <laughs> a kendo stick, <laughs> a set of stairs. It's, it's like one of those challenges of like, what can you accomplish with these four things? The, the generic right. things around ringside, and you've provided <laughs> the most brutal match probably in NXT history. Like, yeah. I don't, it's, it's magic. This is why I watch NXT, you know, this is the reasons behind why we do it for. Uh, when you, so visceral, I mean, here, like you said, just. Just everything out of his paws. When you Dijak's trying to beef him out, you know, trying to build himself up before the match, you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's right. like, no, amping himself up. Yeah. <laughs> You've you, you fucked up. Even the red eyes, you know, with Ia. <laughs> and that's the same with Dragunov. And again, I'm going to mention 2K23 uh, because what my favourite move in 2K23 is with Ia Dragunov when he grabs the head of his opponent and just slaps it three times. Right, but you think <laughs> right. it's, it's the amount of times I have done that move with him. He is <laughs> he is a killer. Like again, this is like you know when people saw Gunther or Walter for the first time. This is people will be looking at this and going, "That's when he became a star." And credit to Dijak because, like you said, he yes. took a fucking pounding as well. You know. Yes, he did. And then he also, for the first time in this whole justice run, and even when he was featurizing and he was, you know, Do- uh, Dominic Dajakovic, this is the first time where I believe he actually looked like a monster. Like he actually, like he was willing to do whatever he had to do to try to beat the, the, the life out of Dragunov. And, and like, and like you said, when you go to that length and when you really fight that hard, it makes both of you guys look like, like just warriors, because again, yes, Dragunov survived and pushed through it, so of course he looks amazing. But again, for someone like Dodger COVID to 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 be able to deliver that and take out, you know, take the pain as much as he dished out. Yes, it sucks that Dodger COVID always is on the losing end in these situations. But again, how did you even care that Dodger COVID lost after watching that? Like seriously, it was that good that it didn't even like. Yeah, Dragunov won, but did he really win? <laughs> like they. Beat the hell out of each other. And it was just, it was, you you almost, and again, I saw people live, like live tweeting. It was people who really was like, I might, I'm going to probably go watch Double or Nothing. This is really brutal. Like, seriously, I saw some people jump to the other, to their, because like some people, a lot of people was watching, like I was doing it. Uh, I had Double or Nothing on my laptop and I had NXT on my television. So I was able to kind of keep an eye on both of them. And I think that, uh, like, some people literally was turning away because it was getting that type of, physical and that's just like that's my point that's why i say i've seen like for example i think and i'm not not to make, take any shots at aw but the death the death match where they had the big kaboom that didn't go as planned it was some brutal things that happened in that match before we got to the 
to the um, you know the the, the ending that that kind of underwhelmed everybody. But again, I would put the physicality of this match against supposed death matches, man. Uh, so like that's how brutal that this match was. Yeah. It just it was really that physical. No, honestly, you hit the nail on the head. I don't think Mick Foley had a tougher time than Dijak did in the King of the Death match <laughs> back in '95. Like that yes. was just, and again, all these added stuff, and the, these guys were just. And, and again, I, I used to be one of these people that I weren't sure about this type of wrestling, you know, with that kind of right. the, the leaving your mark and the stiffness. And but again, if both wrestlers are up for it, f- bring it. You know, I think that's <laughs> if you want to be like, exactly. yeah, all right. And this is again, I think with the like said, with the strong style and everything like this, this was just mm-hmm. incredible, man. You know, really, really well. I could talk about this match all day long. Um, yeah, man. If if it's a reason to come back to this, yeah. by far, you know, like I if I ever if I ever want to think about Battleground 2023, Dijak, Dragonoff, go watch it, please. Whoever you are, like that's just how that's the only thing you can say, like. Please, this is perfect. <laughs> it, it's a five-star match, a match of the year candidate, and it's going to be difficult yes. to beat this year, you know? It's on my list. I hope it, I hope people remember. By December, I hope people remember. Just like, like yeah, like we're still thinking about Osprey and Kenny the first time. This match should be in every, If you watch it, it will stick with you the same way. Yeah. I mean, Jackson Gene, if you're listening to the show, if there's one match to watch, it's definitely this one. Like, go watch it and thank us later. There's no doubt about it. Uh, predictions. Right, no quiz. No, we all went here, so we are all on three, apart from Gina on two. Duke Hudson allowed Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey to teach a class for Chase U that ended in when bullying Fia Hale until she walked out. That's going to get the woman for you, Duke. Well done, son. Uh, Noam Dar is backstage <laughs> celebrating his Heritage Cup with a Romensa Lash legend and Jericho Jackson. He refers to his championship historic for putting over to Legend of Jackson and saying they are the top. They even do this little weird finger thing of like champions, which again, I don't know why I liked it, but again, check please as they went away. Right. <laughs> NXT UK continued with Gallus uh, up next <laughs> defending their NXT Tag Team Championship versus the Creed Brothers. Uh, into the matchup, we get blind tag to Wolfgang who gets the advantage with a hot shot. He starts wearing Brutus' neck crank. Series of tag leads back to Wolfgang, throwing himself into Brutus with a senton variation. Wolfgang low takes his after prize and Julius tags in. Overhead belly to bellies for the champs. Straps are down as Julius is campaigning for mayor of Suplex City. Now, the creeds are fun, but Julius took it to a different level mid-match. I was going... What the fuck is going on here? And I hate to be the anime guy, but like if you know, he went super saiyan. Like he just he just went insane. <laughs> like I don't know yeah, I don't, he's just unbelievably good. Like hey. oh my goodness. I can talk forever just about the talent just in like like literally you watch him and he just has limitless potential. Like, seriously. Like, I know he's in a tag team, and I, I don't mind his brother. Either. I don't mind him as a tandem. But the potential for Julius to just take over the wrestling world, he's perfect, man. <laughs> Credit to Brutus. Brutus smash. Brutus ball. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, he seems to be enjoying <laughs> it. But like he said, there are levels. And uh, at this moment in time, seems like Julius is ahead. Creed's attempted doomsday, but coffee rolls through. Double slam by Gallus, and Brutus responds with a dive off the top. 
The two teams meet in the middle for a brawl, which referee just goes, fuck it, go, go for it, I've had enough. Rolling spine busted by Julius. Mark Coffey is in, but Ivy Nile take cares. Uh, Joe Coffey is in, sorry, but Ivy Nile take cares of him. I really enjoyed that. What I didn't enjoy was Ava obviously forgetting what match she's meant to interfere in. You see, you came out with Joe Gacy. That, that's yeah, the one. I don't get that. You, you are not a member of... What's it affect you if Gallus or the Creeds are tag team champions, you know? Ava said no until post. Gallus hit Judas Creed with a Gallus gate to win. Um, I mean, before, before your thoughts on the match, I hate to point it to Booker, but he said the Creeds are very popular because of the signs. I think they handed those out, Book. I'm just... I'm just I just want to say... <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, well, what are your thoughts on this? Because this was a lot better than it should have been. Yeah, it ended up being really, really good. Uh, like I said, very solid is the best way I would describe it. I thought the tag team action was strong. You're 100% right about that finish. I was confused, but I guess for my pick, when I was like, for the fact that I predicted that Gal would retain, I was happy to see her, but you're 100%. I was confused. I was like, this is not the Grizzle Young or the Diane. It's not them. Like, what, what are you? Who are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, you say, like, yeah, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But, uh, you know, I, I was thankful for it for when it comes to my pitch. But the match itself, like you said, very, very uh, good stuff from all involved. Like you said, the Creeds, I think their talent, that's the reason why I'm so up in the air about their future. I don't know. Like, I feel like they, especially when you think about the state of the main roster tag division, NXT, they will not be in NXT long, in my opinion. Like, I know they didn't get drafted. I was really surprised, honestly, because you asked me, they can, they're ready as a team anyway, probably to be drafted. But uh, I think this is, again, a, a really, really good match. I, you know what we feel about Gallus as a team. They're, they're is the definition of just really, really uh, good hands. And honestly, I, I must say, though, uh, the thing about this, the, the thing about the thing uh, with when it comes to the Crees is like, are are they done when it comes to winning NXT champions, tag team championships? Because they have seemed to not been able to get get the job done or get over the finish line in these in these situations. Yes, they got screwed, and I understand it's probably gonna keep the dyad or, or something involved with a uh, diamond mine. I'm assuming, but uh, if they do, they even go by that anymore. No, I think the, the diamond mine <laughs> is the diamond mine is thing because I did get ask if Ivy Nile's name was Diamond Mine. <laughs> So, again, not a bad name for a wrestler. <laughs> no, not bad. It's not bad at all. Actually, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but again, it was it was it was a pretty good match, and I want to say this too. I don't envy anybody that had to follow. Had to follow. Like I, I give you automatic props for coming out there and having a pretty good match after what we witnessed before that. This, that's an excellent point because the thing is and I don't, this is probably why I was so receptive to this because I was like I was just needing a break but I, then like I said, right. the Judy's thing happened and then I go no no I do like Gallus and no actually, and it's like I said another match after this would have died a slow death I think so again like right. the credit and a, and the thing I, I think the problem with the Creeds at this moment in time is because they are so close to a call up Rather than back in the old days, actually be given a run with the titles or the gold. Not that it matters because right. you call up a champ. But they go, no, we don't. You're over. So we want to put you in a program. 
But we just, you know, when you think, like you said, it's a year since they won the titles. And I think even Booker said they yeah. should have been more time champions by now. Uh, so, it's true. You know, either the, the classic expression, shit or get off the pot. Mate, one, one right. or the other. Exactly. Like, are, they're either ready or, yeah, they need to, <laughs> you know, continue to work on stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Give them the gold. Let me, let me move on. Uh, out of five for this, what would your score? Um, I think I, uh, like I said, I, I give them credit for following what they followed. Uh, I think I round about three, three, three and three quarters. Yeah, I gave this a four. I was actually quite impressed with this. Uh, predictions, well, fuck Ava. Uh, all went gallop from this dickhead talking. So it means Gina wow. and James. I know. Two, oh, so I know you hated this, but The two non-fucking <laughs> NXT watchers. I know, managed to pick Gallus. Makes me fucking... Not the fact that they got the points. It makes me sick that I lost. Don't get me wrong. I'm selfish in that way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Monty Jackson on four, Gene and James on three. The Master Attacker will reveal herself Tuesday. Good for us. <laughs> We've got coming up then. Uh, Laura Valkyrie versus <laughs> Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship in our co-main event. Of course, Valkyrie fought hard through an injury suffered at the hands of Cora Jade. On Wednesday, Stratton slammed the injured knee into the apron and sent her knee into the steel post. She followed up by ripping off the brace. Every big move from the Valkyrie was sold as difficult due to the knee injury. Difficult Valkyrie on a dive and crossbody and went for a fireman's carry slam. But the Valkyrie reversed into crucifix pin for a near fall. Valkyrie's leg back buckled on her first roundhouse kick attempt, but she managed to duck the prettiest moonsault ever and hit a second. But Stratton got a foot on the rope, which got a great reaction from the crowd. The crowd was behind the centre of the universe, yeah. waiting for that moment. And here it came as she finally planted her with a rolling fireman's carry into the prettiest ever moonsault to win. And your new NXT Women's Champion, Tiffany Stratton. Monty, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, man, I really like this match. It was a lot better than... Uh... I'm not gonna say what I was expecting, but you know, I think the psychological part of it. Again, this is Tiffany Stratton. Like I said, we've been able to watch her take step, steps, and stuff. But this is the first time I ever seen her like attack a body part to this extent. If you see what I'm trying to say, and focus on that, and then have that play a factor in the end. Uh, I think was a really, really a nice touch, and it really made her look, you know, really, really like it. Really made her. It, it capped off that the fact that she's ready, the fact that she dominated and looked. So strong at times while trying to take out Lyra, uh, Lyra's leg really made her feel like, okay, yeah, this is definitely probably going to be her crowning, her crowning moment. Uh, I think, I think if if she would have lost here, it would have felt like a mistake because that's just how well they put together the match to make Tiffany look, you know, smart and strong here. And I, I want to give Lyra, her, like you said, her credit. She sold her her butt off. And that's that's more of the thing, more of the point I was making earlier about her connection with the crowd. You know, uh, I hate I hate that she was obviously the one who was being the victim here. But Tiffany was so over, and people are just so ready for Tiffany to have this moment because of how good she is that the crowd didn't really seem to have much sympathy for a lot of the work that that, that she had to put in. But it, by the end of the match, though, the crowd really was starting to get into it and. You could tell, uh, you know, that 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 reaction to the uh, prettiest moonsault ever really was really was hype because everyone just felt like, you know, this the future is now. The this is the moment, you know, that we've been waiting for for Tiffany to be 
like you said, the center of the universe and to be our women's champion. Uh, and uh, I'm expecting a, a really successful run. I, I think I mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the year, that if it's one thing I knew, or, or not even at the beginning of the year, I told you this in the past. I don't know exactly when, but I know it's one thing I knew is that Tiffany Stratton, once she, once she worked out the Kings, once she got more experience, she was going to be ready to be at the top of this division. And it may have been a little bit sooner maybe than even I was expecting. It still ends up, it still feels like, you know what, the time is right. And I, it was to the point to where after watching this match, as good as I think Lyra is, it would have been a mistake if it went any other way. And I think uh, they also compared her to the last woman who won the title in the tournament, I think, was Charlotte. So I'm just like to hear those type of comparisons just lets you know that management also see what we all see and that she is one of the best or becoming, quickly becoming one of the best. And like one, uh, one of those people, those younger faces that I'm not trying to take, take a shot at Cora J because I don't mind Cora J either, but she shot kind of past her if you think about the trajectory of star, star power. Uh, right now she just feels like she's on another level and her character work has been good and I think this match was also one of those moments where it felt like she finally couldn't put it all together so it was a, it was a really good good match and I, I really enjoyed the fact that Tiffany was able to get this moment and you could tell the crowd was ready for it too yeah and I think again the presentation of this the great promo videos uh, beforehand and the entrances as well made them both look like stars. I don't mind with Valkyrie, you know, because the crowd maybe would have been behind rocks more, but you're building another person yeah. up, you know. This Valkyrie right. now, right. Exactly. even in defeat, has now come closer than, like I said, Corvair Jade or something like this in mm-hmm. that situation. Um, this was a lot better than I was expecting. And, of course, with both women, you're never sure what you're going to get. It was given time and a story to tell. It was mm-hmm. the longest match on the show. And for the first time in a long time, the women's division felt a bit like the old NXT, if you know what I mean. That kind right. of... I agree. Again, it's development, but I don't mind it when you just think, especially that like Tiffany Stratton, like the reaction she's getting now when she gets on that main roster, she's built for, you know, like if Vincent Mann could create... Yeah a perfect, you know, woman or diva in his mind, yeah. it would look like Tiffany Stratton. Um, but credit where it's due to both of these, you know. Um, I, you, I agree, I agree 100%. What would you score this out of five? Um, I ended up, uh, again, I was really high on this one. I think I gave it four and a half. I really liked it. Yeah, no, I gave four and a half as well. Predictions, we all went for TS. So it means, annoyingly, that I and Gina are on four points, Monty and Jaxie on five, as we head for the main event, NXT Championship, Carmella Hayes versus Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker appeared early in the night with kind of giant square sunglasses. (laughs) But (laughs) if he didn't think that was enough, for his entrance, he put on a hoodie and a wolf mask. Just... Does someone want to tell him that he's related to the Steiners? Like, do something incorporating that. (laughs) Don't don't be a Baron Corbin ripoff. The lone wolf. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I I, I think he was trying to be a dog-faced gremlin, but, you know, like I said, I don't know. I guess it was, you know, I guess wolf, dog, you know, same family. (laughs) Oh, my word. Same family. Uh, you know, Ron Breaker again, I, it, but I do love the tradition. 
We're keeping the tradition alive that every takeover, you know, he's not breaking anything anymore. But we got to add some type of thing to make his entrance or make him feel like, oh, this is a big deal this week. He he has a a dog mask on for some reason. (laughs) This is the thing. This is the problem. You're going to take it, you know, careful. But does anybody who doesn't, you know, talk about who gives the best entrances? Trick Williams, man. You know, it makes you feel... I mean, those two just go together, you know, like, like, what's... Yeah, man. Peanut butter and jelly. Even it's going to break my know. heart when wrestling inevitably <laughs> breaks them up. <laughs> it's going to break yeah. my heart. It's the same thing like the Street Profits. Like, it's going to happen in, at some point. We know it. it's just wrestling. It always happens. But some tandems, man, you just wish they could do this forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, without a shadow of that. Well, Breaker sets Mellow up on the ropes for a superplex, but Mellow kicks Bron off. Brom quickly recovers and leaps up with a super-duper Frankensteiner, but gets just a two. A suplex by Brom gets countered into a DDT, and they trade punches. Mello gets a bet with the exchange, pump kick and a springboard clothesline, but he can't keep Bron down. He can only keep him down for one. Uh, Mello does bet with a cutter, but only... F- they stand to trade again. Bron goes for his finish, but eats a code breaker. Hayes to the top rope for nothing but net. Rolls through, dodges the spear... And Breaker into shoulder first into the post. Hay springboards off the ropes and right into his spear. So close. Bron is stunned. Trick Williams is stunned. Bron's mad now, so you know he's mad because the straps are down. But somehow Mello <laughs> manages to fight back with a series of super kicks into a springboard back elbow, setting up nothing but net to win. So, Monty, what are your thoughts on the main event? Mello broke the hometown curse. Yes, he did. He broke it, and it was it was really, really good. But I really love this match. I'll take this match over the first match when they, uh, when they were kind of in reverse roles. I guess you could say Brown was towards the end of his baby face, and Mello was definitely turning there. So, uh, to see him now and to see Mello fighting from this side, kind of fighting uh, – in this position against the bigger guy, against someone like Braun, I think they mesh their styles meshed even better together than they did in their first title match encounter. And uh, I think uh, another thing I really liked about this match, you know, not only with the Super Frankenstein are beautiful, but Braun Breaker's timing, the, the one of the most overused moves in wrestling. Like a, I, I don't hate the spear, but man, over the, when I was younger, I used to love the spear, like Goldberg's edges. Ah, cool, fine, I love them. But as I've gotten older. <laughs> It just said why so much wrestling is like it's like oh man everyone just has a spear. Braun Breaker, I love his spear. His spear reminds me a lot of how Goldberg used to just. Of course, I know it's a football town, so they got that in common. But you know the run, the way he runs through people or just flies through them, like Mello, catching the timing of that spear from Mello off the off the uh, springboard, just it was perfect. It was just a perfect looking spear. So I, I got to give him props for stuff like that. You know, bronze matches, in my opinion, uh, when he was a baby face, started to get kind of stale. So I really think him as a heel now or, or on that side where he's just more, way more aggressive, you really see the powerhouse side of him come out. And I, I really, you know, it's not just in flashes like we saw when he was a baby face. And Melo, once again, he's just, he's so talented. It's just, it's not even fair. I think Melo honestly didn't even really get deep into the bag of that we that I've come to know him from. I think I think we know that Melo can also go an entire level above this. 
but I really love the match that him and Braun put together. I thought I think their their matches are only getting better, and I think this will definitely be a for a rivalry, maybe on both sides of maybe with Melo back on the on the other side and Braun back as a face. This will be something kind of like I mentioned with Stratton and Roxanne. This will be something going forward if if everything works out that I'm sure they'll be banking on having in their back pocket in the future. So uh, I really didn't have a problem with this match. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I don't think it was, it, it, I don't think it was perfect. So I'm, it's not, it's not anywhere close to what Dragunov and, and Dijak put, put on to me, but I did genuinely enjoy it. And I thought it was better than their first encounter. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say it's better than their first encounter without a doubt. I still yeah. think there's a bit of a disconnect and I don't know what it is. I, I felt right. the crowd was there. But the match right. maybe wasn't on a level as others in the card. And again, I don't know if they've had enough experience. I mean, the stuff Melo was doing, you know, where it was surprised that, you know, Bron kicked out and all these little great moves. And I'm thinking it's just not, I don't know, maybe give him a proper worker and see, you know, what happens. Yeah. Because I yeah. think with Bron, it's, you know, like I said, the potential is there, but I don't know. It's a work can... in progress. Yeah, I don't know if they're a main event of TakeOver yet, you know. Like, mm-hmm. There's no doubt Hayes right. and Bron are respected, but together, you know. Um, Bron has, we talked about the creeper. Bron's officially got nothing left to do now, has he? That, yeah. That's him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, I don't know what they could do. I mean, uh, he could join, he, he could get a tag team with Von Wagner. There you go. <laughs> Hang on and call it Bron Wagner. Thank you very much. <laughs> two two big angry guys just scowling and all there black with Rob Stone talking. Bron Wagner. That's what we want. Bron Wagner. Um, so as for the main event, uh, again, it was good. But you're going to score it out of five. Yeah, uh, again, I agree with you. I, I definitely like it over the first encounter, but you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know some of the great like again I, Gargano. Think about Gargano and Champa. Yeah. You know some of those main events that we know of from that takeover has become. No, I would not put it on any of those levels. But I will give it around like a four and a half. I think it was a fair score. Yeah, I gave that a four. Um, predictions, final scores. We all went bronze. So it means that James and Gina finish on five. Jaxie and Monty both get the win for NXT and both get a bonus point for perfect <laughs> fucking scores. It makes me sick. <laughs> Basically, what that, what that means in the bonus league, Jaxie is now level with Gina on 11 and Monty is level with me on 14. You motherfucker. <laughs> Ava, oh, thank you. I'm a, I, I should tweet Ava Rain right now. <laughs> thank you for your nonsensical interference. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I only picked Gallus because I wanted to have a different pick from you. Oh, so, oh. see, Don't. you want to want to have a perfect score, just do the opposite of James sometimes. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe, I cannot believe Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> would let me know. But no, congratulations to you, Monty. Um, of course, the expert gets a win. I mean, Jaxie did as well, but hey, 
Uh, and it means if you get a perfect score, double or nothing, then you will overtake the prediction league. And God knows what's going to happen we'll on AEW. I don't know. We'll <laughs> out when we do it. Uh, we've still got talking about... I mean, first off, talk about rating out of 10 for Battleground. Don't mm-hmm. you love the length of a takeover? Huh? Isn't, man. isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I don't I forgot. I think uh, it was like three three matches left in double nothing when this was over, three, four matches left or something like that. So yeah, man, this, this is awesome. I love the pace, the feeling of it. I, I kind of teased this uh on our last podcast, and I'm gonna go ahead and just spill the beans. I think my overall score for this was nine and a quarter. I genuinely enjoyed this match. The lowest rating thing I probably would give it would be the even that again, I thought was really, really good, especially considering what they had to follow. Mm-hmm. Everything to my in my opinion was good or you know, really good to to awesome. So uh, you know, even though I didn't have like three, four, five stars. It had like one perfect and then a, a lot of really good stuff. I think that's a perfect uh, mixture to have a really, really strong show. And in my opinion, we'll talk about the other one, set, uh, you know, the next show. But my, in my opinion, this was the strongest show of Double or Nothing Weekend. And this, that's just me. I, I, I genuinely enjoyed this one even over Night of Champions and that awesome ending that we got there. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, this is this is a really, really strong, uh, you know, pay-per-view. And it, it, it's at least, like I said, it gave me the at least one of the most special, extreme type of last man standing matches that I've ever seen in my life. I'll never forget it. And I will definitely be revisiting it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. And I, I, uh, I always, you know, it's difficult to rate uh, and, and talk about different wrestling events because everybody's got different opinions and stuff like this. Right, it's but, subjective. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to call it slightly the rewatchability or whatever. You, I knew WrestleMania 17 was good when I was a kid when I rewatched it the next day. You know, I thought yeah. that's the kind of right. how you know out of everything that happened at the weekend. Yes, I've rewatched the the end bit uh, with, of course, Roman and, you know, the bloodline and mm-hmm. what happened Me too. there. I've rewatched it. But I, I've rewatched this match. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yes. I just can't. Just it shocks me every time that it just plumped in the middle of a NXT card in 2023. Is this like? And I get just so special. I, I'm going to give this uh, a nine and a quarter as well. Like I said, really, really good stuff. Done in two hours and twenty, or whatever it was. Uh, fantastic right. match of the night. Last man standing for me. Um, I, I assume for you as well. Yes. Unless you're going to no go, doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, who, no doubt. Who's your MVP of the night? Because my MVP, <laughs> I, I, again, it's it's tough, but I just want to see yours is first. Okay, so uh, again, uh, you can't. I could not talk about this night without talking about Ilya Dragunov. So he's definitely the main, the first person I thought of when I was writing down MVP. But my last two. One of them is petty, and one of them just makes me laugh. Last legend, MVP, <laughs> great timing. Uh, Getting my guy the victory. Last legend has never won anything for me in these NXTs. So shout out to Last Legend. She's obviously improving, even though she did not have a match at all. <laughs> Thank you for your role in that show. And <sighs> the last one, very, very petty. The only reason why I got a person. Thank you. Ava Rain. It did not make any sense, <laughs> but I appreciate you. Uh, well, appreciate I'm going to take my MVP seriously. Uh, <laughs> yes, because if you, if you look through the card and each match, 
like you said, Wesley MVP in that one. Nam Dar. Definitely. Um, Ilya Ilya Dijak, mm-hmm. you know, you could argue both men. Creed's as well. You both. Know, uh, Stratton. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to look through it. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think Tiffany Stratton, you know, big moment in her career. Uh, that last right. man standing match will live me forever. But it might be like one of those trivia things of, did you know on the same card Tiffany Stratton won her first title? Because like you said, the mentions of right. Charlotte... The, the the other mentions of you know of certain things it seems very very mm-hmm. interesting uh so there I you think go. that's the other thing you remember this show about just that's the other thing like uh, even more than mellow and all that that's the thing next to that that classic last man standing match we will always remember that this is the night that Tiffany was first crowned I think without a shadow of a doubt really really good stuff about ground we have. One last thing, which is the last NXT June 30th. And they didn't start off with, look how great Battleground was. It was straight into Gigi versus Jace, who were a great promo video before. Weaponized steel cage match, Gigi Dolan versus Jacey Jane. They punished each other a lot, but it was Gigi Dolan who had the last laugh, choke slamming her former friend through a table to take the win. I think you would agree, Monty, this was the best match between the two by quite a way. Yes. Finally, they they finally was given time to just tell a story and have a pretty good to decent or, you know, a really good match, in my opinion. And like, you know, to have Gigi finally get the definitive victory, because honestly, uh, you know, they like you said, some of the other stuff they did was really lacking. They were allowed to be creative in this one. You know what I'm saying? They had time. And uh, I really uh, thought the weapon usage and the hard hits worked. You know, it, well, it could have been a little slow at times, but I really, really enjoyed this for them. And, uh, you know, again, this is the by far, like you said, nowhere near. Just like nothing anything else they've done so far since the toxic attraction has broken up, has even been remotely this good. So it was good that they finally got a chance to, uh, you know, things to rest and do this. And, and the way, they, like you mentioned, since they didn't mention Battleground, it really makes you wonder, like, you can tell, was this match, could this match have, could have been squeezed in? To the battleground, I'm glad it wasn't because, like you said, we get the perfect pacing of battleground and all of that. But you know, the way since it was a big few blow off, you know, you kind of would expect that to be on that card. But I think it still worked out, and it, it was a really good match. Yeah, I think it's best of both worlds because it did get a quite a bit of time as well, didn't it, to start? So yeah, they wouldn't have got as much time. Yeah, yeah on on takeover, that's true. Uh, so backstage, we see Stacks. He thought he could beat up Gallus. Yes, boys and girls, he got the <laughs> shit kicked out of him. In ring, Carmella Hayes put over his win against Bron Breaker, but Noam Dar and his new stable arrived to interrupt. I couldn't even think of a name for this stable yet. I'm trying to trying to come up with one. Uh, <laughs> Trick Williams shut Dar down, but the Scottish Supernova still managed to go champion into putting a title on the line in the main event. I mean, that was quick development. So <laughs> right, yeah, I was definitely not expecting it, you know, but it was, it was again, another thing that kind of bodes, it kind of tells the story of just how smart or at least clever Noam Dar is. So uh, I did support that, but yeah, I agree. I did not expect to get a title match right now. <laughs> Scripps found Axiom backstage and thanked him for opening his eyes by taking off his mask. Well, that's what happens when you take your mask off. Uh, Wesley and Tyler Bate beat the Dyad. Afterwards, a brawl broke out as Ivan O attacked Ava. Good. 
Joe Gacy took out Lever behind until Mustafa Ali ran in to make the save, standing tall with the victors. He did show up mid-match. So Mustafa Ali's um, reward for his banger against Gunther <laughs> is Joe Gacy. That's not really fair, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, does. it definitely sounds like a downgrade, but honestly, I think it's definitely a massive upgrade if you think about pre-Gunther when, you know, he was... <laughs> Kind of basically a joke, you know, getting jobbed out, getting destroyed. I don't think he ever wants to see Bobby Lashley again. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, as a free agent, you know, I guess this is what we're going to see. This is going to be how they, how they use free agents. They can pop up at any time, you know. Uh, so it was, it was, I don't have a problem with it. I just think uh, it makes me wonder, like, if, if this is going to, if this is how we're going to do this. Why is it like it's certain other people that I haven't seen in a while? I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Just let Sheldon and Cedric pop up in NXT. Like, why not? They're not doing anything. Like, there's so many, so many people you can think of, but I'm I'm very very happy that uh that Ali uh is here because I'm interested to see where this goes. Now it's a slippery slope when you're feuding with Gacy. Mm-hmm. You go a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. So I hope it. I hope it. I hope it's not the goofy, you know, weird way that it tends that it can go. And I hope that we get to see, uh, you know, the best of Ali, particularly in the ring, because that's his strongest, uh, you know, attribute. Yeah, without a doubt. We get Tiffany Stratton inviting the women's locker room to enjoy her Tiffy-bration. But no one came out until she promised to announce the first challenge of NXT Women's Championship. She <laughs> told them no one contender would be deciding the battle royal next week. The women teamed up, sending their pack in, ending with Lyra Valkyrie swinging. I think the only good thing about this whole segment was Tiffany's ticker tape mustache. Because I didn't think it worked. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. This is why it's developmental. You know, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still figuring things out. It was good to see her kind of stand above the rest of the division mm-hmm. though you know that's one thing i did like is like i'm the champion now so i get to kind of just talk down to you all and all of that so that's one good thing about it but yeah i mean we'll see we'll see it depends on who wins this battle royal you know but we'll see who, who gets the first crack at tc <laughs> who would have thought uh triple h and Shawn michaels would have booked a battle royal for a number one contendership that's fucking crazy <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> That's like <laughs> AEW having a tournament. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what you doing? Yeah. For your how? Tony Khan. Tony. Tony do. Fia joined Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey's technical class, even after Duke told her she did not have to attend. That shows you guts. And I'll show you how much of an impact Ear Dragonoff had at Battleground. They showed a vignette saying he would return next week. He is a star. <laughs> he is a star already. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just in case you were looking for the little violent oh. guy from Sunday, yeah. he'll be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> fucking someone up next week. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Danny Palmer called out the woman who attacked her and her friend, so Aruka. You attacked my friend, and now she's out for a year, and no one cares. <laughs> uh, she got laid out. By revealing herself to be who was the attacker? None other than Blair Davenport. Yep, Booker didn't have a clue. No clue. (laughs) (laughs) Blair Davenport. Who? Vic repeating himself. We're talking about Blair Davenport, Booker, and Booker Steel. Radio silence. (laughs) 
Oh, mate, Booker is like, I'd I tell you what, if, if <laughs> I see him and think, this is just, it's a match made in heaven, it really is. Uh, oh, yeah. Good good to see Blair back. Uh, let's yeah. hope, like it says, can stay injury free. Uh, not happy with the ass kicking earlier. Stax decided to get his ass kicked by Joe Coffee. Uh, <laughs> what a mess this was, you know. If you're wondering, yeah. Tony D still having mug shots, you know. So just in case you want to know where he is, Corey... the biggest crime is that that match was ten minutes. <laughs> why? Why are we sitting through this for ten minutes? Finish him, Joe. <laughs> I thought it felt long, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you know, when you watch it, you go, have I, have I, what, is this still the same match? Uh, Corbin, right. it, Joe. <laughs> come on, put him away. Don't need to go out. He nearly got counted. The referee had to go out and go, look, guys, you're going to get counted out in a minute. It's wrestling. Like, get back in the ring. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, Cora Jade, Ivy Knoll, next. Only interference from fucking Ava. Could save the generation of Jade and the distraction elders hit an impact DDT to win. Don't mind, got it again backstage, and we're going to get a six person tag match on our next update. We now know our next takeover or premium live event it is going to be the Great American Bash July 30th. I had nothing planned for that weekend anyway. And then the main event NXT Championship <laughs> Carmella Hayes versus Noam Dar. Uh, Melo had Trick Williams, Dar with his crew. We'll come up with a better name. Dragon Lee and Nathan Fraser on Dar by distracting him. And all remains long enough for Kamala Hayes to dive onto him, setting up nothing but net to win. And then the second free agent arrival of the night shocked fans as Baron <laughs> fucking Corbin arrived to plant Melo with the end <laughs> of days. And it's like. We love Melo. I wonder who we're going to give him next. Baron fucking Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin. God. He needs to see Now, I did Wagner. wonder. <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. That would be. Oh, that would be perfect. Uh, oh, man. Well, yeah, the, problem, the matches might not be the, the most interesting <laughs> thing. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I must say this. The funniest thing about this is how much of an NXT mark I am. I was like, uh, man, Baron Corbin hit the end of the days. And this is not this is not a record. Now, end of the days is a strong finisher anyway, even on the main roster. But it just made me it, it kind of went back went back in my mind when they used to count down in his matches. Like, man, you remember when Baron Corbin was cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it's been uh... so long. But yeah, uh, it was good to see him. But to the Noam Dar match, I want to talk about that in a second. You would think they would save this match because I felt like both. I think they were cooking. They were cooking up something, man. You would like it made me want more time. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a great TV match. It was really, really good. But you was you would hope, like me, I know I was hoping. Like, one day at a bigger event, more time, one on one, they could, they could, they can. Like you said, it's kind of like you mentioned, like having been there, having Melo in there with more of a worker. Like I don't know. I think if you give them more time, that him and Noam Dark can have a really, really good one. Even though this was strong, really strong. Oh no! I, don't, I mean, I'll pay for that. I mean, and there was a locket in chant as well. I don't know where that. I don't know if it was trick <laughs> on the outside or like. And right. It, it was happening. I thought that's quite cool. Uh, right. But again, great to see Dar in the main event. 
this episode of NXT, like I said, Mustafa Ali showing up, uh, Baron Corbin showing up, the really good opener as well. I mean, what were your thoughts on, I know it's only two episodes, but what are your thoughts been on NXT this past month or so? And where do you see it in maybe the next month until we do the next takeover? I think, it, like you mentioned, it slowly but surely has transformed into in, a hybrid NXT UK. <laughs> We're sprinkled in with a little bit of, you know, every now and then it goes a little bit 2.0, but then you also get a little bit of that pure NXT sometimes too. So it's just, they, they, they're working with something. I think they're trying to still get the, a pure identity, but I think if you want to say they have an identity, the identity right now is NXT UK. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that, though. I told you that was some of the strongest television and writing and uh, simplest storytelling that that, that that we've had. And, it, and a lot of stuff just made sense. And I think that's what's been going on with NXT. They're, they're making sense every step away. I mean, maybe unless, like like you said, if you just cut out the, everything that Stacks has going on. <laughs> Everything else makes perfect Stack, sense. Get uh, rid of Stacks and Reggie. Like any anything. Yeah, with those yeah, two. exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. You get a little bit rid of that, then we could, you know, you trim the fat. You got to trim the fat. They still got a little bit of, of fat hanging on there. Uh, but uh, again, I, I have, like you said, this wasn't many episodes, but just overall, based on what they've been building, the type of matches we. We're getting just for on regular television, like you said, just getting Noam Darmelo out of nowhere. You can just tell that, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels is enjoying having a big chunk of NXT UK uh, down in uh, NXT. Also, I want to say this. I'm very confused on the NXT tag titles because they're on SmackDown and stuff now. But I've also noticed that they just use that as a vehicle so far to just stop having to worry about booking those <laughs> They're like, ah, just take uh, them to SmackDown. We don't want to have to worry about that anymore. We yeah, gave like, you a... Uh, oh, you know, no. Oh, no, stop. Like, they have, please come back. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> like they haven't even noticed that they're gone. Like, <laughs> like you know, because Caden and Katana's gone. You know, that's the only other team who ever gave a damn about those belts anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it just I just thought that was very interesting. I don't know when they'll return. Maybe at some point or... I don't know. I think maybe they'll just try at some. They might as well just have a raw women's tag championship and a SmackDown one at this rate, or we're just gonna keep jumping shows. Really confused with the, what they're doing there, but uh, I hope the Unholy Union will be all right. But yeah, uh, NXT very very strong, and I love Battleground, and I can't wait to see the build to Great American Bash to see what we're gonna be playing around with in July. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what's coming next. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Good times are ahead, especially if Ilya Drag. I mean, if we can get Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes in a couple of months. I hope that's what we're building. Oh, That'll be nice. Well, your man's going down. <laughs> your man is going fucking down. Yeah, I'm worried for him. I must say. He's going to need Trick. Like, please, Trick will be there. Ilya's going to rip Trick's arm off and hit him over the head with it. That's, that's what's going to happen. We're going to be going like, what the fuck? It's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that lovely note, we'll leave. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Don't forget, of course, all social Not media all. Twitter at the WR Podcast. I'm at the WR JR. You can find the entire WR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, do you want to um, plug your stuff where people can uh, find and listen to you? 
All right, at Mind Monty Pod on Twitter. You can click the link in my bio, listen to some of my old episodes, my clips. I'm now starting to upload clips onto YouTube with my uh, on my you can type in Mind Monty, subscribe there. Uh, again, I am going. To, I'm still working up uh, a, a script, pretty much for Best of the Super Juniors. Because again, I'm not going to touch on everything. I'm going to try to touch on a lot of the highlights for me. And uh, definitely going to touch on uh, Dominion, the big show from this uh, past weekend for New Japan. And, uh, yeah, I have a lot of stuff I have to catch up on personally also on the podcast. So just whenever you get a chance, uh, check out, check me out on Twitter, get my latest updates, and you will know when the newest podcast will be out. Uh, and I, hopefully I'll be able to un- upload it completely to YouTube also. So. We're going to, we're working on those things, but as you know, new father still trying to, in the process of moving, that'll be complete. I think in the next few weeks. So once everything is settled and I'm down, I'll get right back to work like always. And I thank you guys for sticking with me. Yeah. I think I appreciate the most about that is that you still got time to do this show. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how or why, you know, <laughs> like, but if, if it wasn't so fun, you probably, I probably would have been on a sabbatical, but it's oh. just so fun. I have to do it. Got a, got a stress relief. It's a stress relieving for me. It really, really is. And this will be called the Ilya Dragunov pod anyway, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Double uh, also on Facebook and Instagram. Google platform, so there's an email at podcast at gmail.com. YouTube done podcast with latest clips and podcasts got the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode AW Double or Nothing. I have one show left to win because I was the cunt that said someone has to win at least one out of three, and I've lost two. So here we go. What will happen? At double or nothing, we will find out. Until then, I've been Jay Rollins, and I was joined by the mind of Monty. Always a pleasure and never a chore with you with these NXT updates. Yes, sir. Always fun. I'm glad we're continuing the tradition of getting these done in under two hours. Easy. (laughs) And it's always a good time. Always a good time. And uh, I'm glad the product is now matching our quality of podcast. Now we're getting good wrestling. See what happens when you get good wrestling. The podcast get really good too. Yeah. It's just because I feel like when it was two point man, some of those podcasts we're oh, just mate. shitting I on had to a drag, show for two yeah. hours. <laughs> I had to drag myself to him. I, 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 I would to not be working through all of this just two point Okay, I would not be, but <laughs> not be podcasting just to steal two point So kudos to those guys for picking it up, so the podcast quality can pick up also. We're at a shadow <laughs> of a doubt. And I said, thanks for this, everybody. Um, bye.